Before we start today's episode, we just wanted to warn all of you listeners out here that we're going to be recapping a bunch of movies and TV shows. So, Dan, what do we say? Spoilers! Chris? Uh, spoilers. Game of Thrones discussing Season 7. So. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes. You've been warned. Enjoy. Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show. music you know it's time for the action comedy nerd show i'm your host dr jerry jaffe and sitting with me today is my wonderful co-host the handsome and beautiful dan brown handsome beautiful director dan brown director dan brown what have you directed lately dan brown oh we're just talking about movies and netflix here so uh i don't know nothing okay (laughs) yeah director dan brown i've never actually directed anything whose complete imdb directing credit resume is nothing yes (laughs) <laughs> and sitting with us today is our good friend, comedian, and writer, Chris McVetta. Wow, not handsome or beautiful or a director. I actually directed a we show. We do not lie to our it's audience. It's on YouTube. I did a prequel <laughs> yes. to Lost. So, you know, uh, yeah, ironically, Chris McVetta and I are directors. <laughs> and the only person at the table who is not a director tried to take credit for being a director. Wow. That's <laughs> I guess Hollywood. you're right. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Fine, you can call me Dr. Dan Brown. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's September and uh, summer's turning into autumn. And me and Dan and Chris were sitting around lately just talking about movies and Netflix and HBO and all the stuff that came out this past summer. So we thought we should turn on a microphone and... Capture some of our thoughts for posterity and for your entertainment value. Yes, you've been warned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Run now. Uh, we don't have an adult language warning. We have a, you're listening to Dan, Chris, and Jerry warning. Yes. So right. You have been warned. I will uh, get the ball rolling here. Um, I think my favorite movie of the summer of the past few months, this might have been a spring movie going into summer. We don't have to split hairs about exact dates. I actually really liked Wonder Woman a lot. I, I did think too. That's my favorite superhero movie of like a while. I don't know, just like the past year. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would say probably the past year yeah. it was my favorite. I mean, I definitely would say it was above Batman vs Superman, right. and it was definitely above um, Civil War. Or the other ones, Logan. It, it was pretty close with Logan. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Enjoyed I actually Logan enjoyed Spider Man Homecoming a lot more, and I didn't think I would, but okay, because it's basically what the sixth Spider Man now, <laughs> the third Spider Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a third sixth Spider Man in fourth years. At least they finally. <laughs> got the vulture into it which is like one of the sure yeah i thought i thought vulture was a great yeah um michael keaton that was awesome although i did campaign online to get john malkovich to play it i still thought malkovich (laughs) would nail it more but keaton how many people signed your petition nobody (laughs) i just posted something on twitter when i was drunk (laughs) (laughs) so make sure you follow chris mcvetta on twitter to get his drunk posting (laughs) what's your twitter handle chris oh at chris underscore mcvee (laughs) okay That'll give me one more follower. Thank you. Well, if we're going to go straight to comparing Wonder Woman and Spider-Man, 
Dan knows anyone, the seven people who've listened to this podcast know Spider-Man's probably my favorite superhero. Yes, I knew and, that. And what I, I did not know that. What I like about Spider-Man, this goes back to my childhood when I read more comic books, et cetera, et cetera. Right, like you stop now. It's, well, it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You Fill in the blanks. Yeah, Fill in the blanks. You blank. just browse the yeah. shops. I, yeah. I don't buy. I just browse. Um, <laughs> You're the reason why so many comic books are going out of business. Yes. Oh, that and Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, people order a bunch of comic <laughs> books, and then they never go and pick them up. What I like right. about Spider-Man the superhero is that he's not OP. He's not overpowerful. He's actually very mortal and very human, and he has some cool powers, and he's clearly like a superhuman, but he's not overpowerful, and so he's more relatable. He's more vulnerable, and going along with Spider-Man Homecoming and Vulture, Vulture might be my favorite villain of any number of years. I mean, and for the exact same reason. Like, he's just a guy with some powers that's trying to live his life. He's not, as compared to Wonder Woman, Ares, the god of war, yeah. with this mind-blowing epic battle at the end. Or, Where it was the guy in front of you the entire time. Yes. <laughs> Turns ne- out he was Ares. You never saw that coming, did you? No. I saw that immediately, by the way. I kind of I feel embarrassed that I I knew that that guy was going to be somebody bad. Right. I just couldn't figure. I didn't think he would be Ares. I thought sure. he would be like you know one of his goons or something, uh, yeah, like keeping him close eye. Yes. Um, and then who was the, who was the guy that she killed at the end of the movie, like with the sword? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like she, it was the bad guy the entire movie. Oh right, there was like a, a, a I can't Nazi. think of the guy's name. Yeah, the Nazi, Nazi guy. Yes. And then I, I was I just like, well, oh, she's not gonna kill him right now. And then she just shoves the the sword right through Chris, the guy's torso. When, uh, when did you spot that Professor Weirwolf from Harry Potter was Ares? Oh, I didn't get that. I was oblivious. To oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, here's a pop culture detective hint to everybody listening: the bad guy. Watch anything like CSI or Law and Order. Yeah. The bad guy is the most famous guest of the week. Yeah, you are right. You just watch. That yeah. is how it works. It's the Kevin Spacey effect from the usual stuff. So as soon as <laughs> Kevin Spacey was in that movie was probably the least famous of those five actors. He came the usual oh, suspects right. in seven came out in the same year. And then he became the most famous oh, okay. actor. You're right. He was on Wise Guys before. Yeah, that. I mean, he he had like ten or fifteen years worth of credits. Right. But in terms of like a star power, he was still like a background actor. Okay. Part of what made Usual Suspects work because he was not the most famous person, so it was easy to overlook him. But as a rule of thumb, this is ninety-four and a half percent correct. The most famous person is the villain, and the very first scene that had Professor Weirwolf from Harry Potter in it. You were I like, said, that's the villain. That guy's going to be, yes. Okay. Plus, I never watched Harry Potter. I got through 15 minutes of the first one. Okay. So you I didn't. Am not a Harry Potter fan. So you okay. didn't spot that actor as famous. <laughs> no. Like, you, you didn't know. That's, that's probably what, what it was. That could be it. So, did you guys feel Gal Gadot did a good job as Wonder Woman? Because she was oh, yeah. a traditional Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. When I, I first saw her, she looked like she would be more at ease at Saks Fifth Avenue or something. Yeah. Right. I, I thought she was a great fit. As I mean, opposed to. Well, they, re- you know, like they revealed her in Batman versus Superman. Right, right. So what, I, did you have a reaction to her then? I mean, what was your... I didn't... Yeah, I didn't see she fit the part. She was a good Diana Prince, but... Which, I, like, I, I don't know. Which, as much as I, I did like the Wonder Woman movie, there was not enough Diana Prince in it. Like, she's like, kind of like in one scene, she was Diana right. Prince. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't get anything out of that. Well, she only had to be Diana Prince for a couple, well, couple but, of but, scenes. Well, but see, I... 
to me, that's a flaw. Like they should have constructed the film in a way it's the that the prince persona so, was yeah. more integral. You it think would be so? like yeah, it'd be like doing a Superman movie and Clark Kent's in one scene. Yeah, like you would have to you would write a Superman movie so Clark Kent was part of the story. But she hasn't been Diana Prince her entire life, though. You know what I mean? Well, like this, she, but as an origin story, then yeah. I would have liked if they had woven in more, like she has to yeah. pass as a mortal when she's in polite society. Right. Yeah. Where they kind of only had one scene like that, and then she was sort of back to being warrior princess the rest of the movie. Yeah. And, I, and as much as I like that movie, I just wish there was more. Wish there was more Diana Prince. Prince. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in Justice League, we might get that. Sure, I'm sure yeah. we will because that's in the Superman. Yeah, I'm sure they'll delete versus... one of the action scenes to do a character <laughs> yeah. study. And listen, the action comedy nerd show is giving us a bunch of shit right now. We gotta <laughs> don't even get me started. There's no Green Lantern in Justice League movie. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. They're they're coming like, out with the Green Lantern Corps movie in a couple. I years. Don't, the original yeah. Justice League Corps <laughs> wasn't even Superman and Batman. It was Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, and Martian Manhunter. I mean, I'm talking way back. Stick that yeah, in your stick that in your craw. Yeah, but nobody Dan, wants to watch that Batman movie, right? Because <laughs> they're not, you know. Even Netflix is not going to show that. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a WB. Uh, right. I don't even yeah. think that's a WB What's anymore. It's a geezer yeah. network. What shows the Golden Globe? Yeah, the, the MeTV Lifetime will be showing MeTV. that. <laughs> the MeTV Here's original your Justice League with Green Lantern. You <laughs> I, I wish I remember what the show was called, but there was a TV show for a very little bit of time where like it was the Justice League, but like they didn't have Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman, and they all kind of lived together. Like it was like. Yeah, I'm a sitcom of, version of Real World, but of the superheroes. You know what? I do remember that. I don't I, remember the was name it of the on show. MTV or something? Was no, that, I think it was cartoons. NBC or something. Was that Teen Titans? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the name of the show was. I think it was the early 90s. And then um, here's a fun fact for you guys to go out there. Look up the show called The Cape. It was only around for 12 episodes before it was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're making stuff up now. No, I, I swear. I um, want to say... It, it, David Thewlis played Ares, Good. <laughs> who was also in Harry Potter and also in Fargo. Fargo. Yes. yes, he was excellent. Wonder was Woman in that third season of Fargo were out at the same time. If you were to watch both in like the same time right. span, you just saw somebody who should just got like every acting award. Oh, he was, he was great in Fargo. I know it's not a kind And the guy you were asking about was General Ludendorff. Yeah. General Ludendorff. Right, yeah. Or shall we say Ludendork. Yeah. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> That was Wonder Woman. I, yeah, one, one more thing about Wonder Woman. I have to admit it. This is something that is subtle and hits you over the head with a hammer. But I loved the scene when they, they're in the trenches and they tell her that sh- nobody can go over to the village because the field is too dangerous. And they put a sign up that said, no man's land. Yeah. <laughs> and then she steps into it and walks across it. Yeah. It's the land that no man can cross, but... But a lady can. Yes. Yeah, so you and your subtle innuendos, Dr. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a nice touch. It was, know? you know, it yeah, definitely yeah. for today's times. Yes. You know what right. I mean? Like if it was like 1995, be like, you know, you just stay back here, Diana. You might get hurt. <laughs> well, that's what they were saying to her, right? Yeah. That's what Chris Pine and the Right, other but like in 95, she would probably stay back. And then <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Batman would have With a male super- director at yeah. that <laughs> Well, the man. Wonder Woman had a female director. Yes, yeah. no, that's, that's, that's why I made right? the joke. But yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to piggyback on okay, the, okay. the insightfulness of your comment. Yeah. Because she had said that it was a it was a conflict, in, not conflict, like a, a, a balancing act in Wonder Woman to have a female superhero because the superhero trope is so masculine, as in like solve all problems yeah. by punching people in the face. 
how would a female superhero like be feminine and still stab Nazis? And still, yes. and still stab a Nazi. Yes, exactly. It's a delicate balancing yeah. act. A delicate balancing act. Little did we know a couple of weeks ago we could have used Wonder Woman to stab a few Nazis. What do you think of Gal Gadot? Ooh, now we're getting political. <laughs> yeah. Heyo, I went there. I'll edit in some crickets chirping after yeah. that comment. Gail got a three-movie, one million-dollar contract to be Wonder Woman. To be Wonder Woman, she was paid three hundred thousand dollars for Wonder Woman. No, she wasn't that famous before, though. That well, that was the justification. Is when she signed on to be Wonder Woman, it was like this is the movie that's going to make you a star. Yeah, and you know, a million dollars is a million dollars. Right, right. There's talk that before the next movie comes out, that her contract might be renegotiated. Yeah, I imagine it will be. But her Especially original, the popularity you're going to be movie. Wonder Woman contract, I believe, was three movies, one million dollars. What yeah. about after Justice League tanks? Right. <laughs> well, there's that problem. The problem is like, it won't tank. I don't oh, see yeah, that. Not I, fi- yeah, financially. Not financially yeah, it, if it dips, the next movie will have Jared Leto's bat, uh, Joker back. That's like the most interesting thing to come up in this DC extended universe of this incarnation. Jared Leto's Joker? Yes. What do you think about that Joker? What do you guys think about that? I personally, I liked it, but... I'm still a fan of uh, The Dark Knight. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. I am yeah. too. I, I would still say um, Heath Ledger's still my favorite version yeah. of the Joker. Uh, yeah. Live action portrayal so far. Sure. Uh, Jared Leto just, I mean, it's such a huge character yes. that only got like 12 minutes of... What? No um, love for Cesar Romero? Well, Cesar... <laughs> no, no, I'm not debashing. You gotta go Cesar Romero. Um, Everyone under you know, 35 is like... What the hell? Who the I hell was, are they talking about? about? My father knows who we're talking about. And Cesar He's Romero the Joker who refused to shave his favorite. mustache <laughs> but mm. for the show. And you could see it on the DVDs, yes, too. Yes, you can. I got the first season. The, though, in the Adam West incarnation of Batman, and I was just watching the show I love to hate, which is Big Bang Theory, and there's an episode that Adam West appears in. Which is a great episode, and, by yes, the way. And they I were, saw that one. They were ranking Batman. Awesome. Howard says... Christian Bale's the one who actually made the line "I am Batman" famous, yeah. and Adam West in the shows quip is, "Yeah, he had to say I'm Batman. I was Batman. <laughs> I never had to say it. I that's, showed up. People knew who I was. <laughs> that's how Cesar Romero's Joker was. Yeah, there's no origin story. There's no explanation. He yeah. is actually just actually like a force of nature. Yeah, silly and dangerous and quirky and eccentric. Well, there was no origin stories for anybody. That's in the old one of Batman the things show. I liked about that show. They just went hit the ground running. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but I think if we get back to Jared Leto, um, I think he was in an impossible position. Yeah, right. How, how's he going to follow? Heath Ledger won Academy Award and sadly passed away, so it sort of like elevated it to another level. Right. Of, no one will ever top this. Yeah. So again, is it like a traditional comic book version of? Not it, really. I mean, you can see some like yeah. It's his his Joker, wise. his Joker is the closest thing to the Joker from the animated series from '93 to '95 okay. that um, that Mark Hamill voiced right. than any other live portrayal of the Joker has been. Yet. Right. And there, there was a he's only had like ten or twelve minutes of screen time. But yeah, he, he there was a danger time. of it, he would take over the whole movie. Yeah. So again, not, I don't think which much. why not make him the villain then. Overall, I don't think much of that movie, but he was the most interesting thing in that movie. Yeah. And if there had been like two more minutes of him, it would have been a Joker movie. It wouldn't have been a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Uh, according to what's online, there is no specific plan right now, like in pre-production, for a Jared Leto Batman movie. Yeah. It's like a Joker versus Batman type story with just... Well, I mean, so I don't might, know when that character's coming back. They might be holding Affleck, just cancel that. He was supposed to do a trilogy, and he, I think he... 
pulled out of doing it or something. I don't know. There's all these rumors online. Right. You never know what's true and what's clickbait. Yes. You know. But the, I but it seems clear that there's no additional movie with Joker in it in pre-production right now. Yeah. So that actually is why I said when the next as soon as a Justice League movie tanks, they'll bring that character back. It'll oh, yeah. be the only thing that can will bring like energy back. I just I get why there's no love for the Riddler. I mean, other than Jim Carrey in what was right. it, 93, yeah. 94. Um Christopher Nolan, the the Warner Brothers wanted him to do a Riddler in yeah, uh, Dark Knight Rises, but he he was so adamant about Bane. Yeah. Which I mean, it, I I don't know. A lot of people didn't like that movie. I did, but you know, there's definitely went, flaws. I would have went with Riddler over Bane. I think Catwoman. it was the weakest of the three, but yeah, um, it has the most plot holes. Like if you watch it a second time, you go, "Why did that? That doesn't oh, yeah. wait a minute." But I thought that was an enjoyable movie, and I and I did like the Christian Bale. Yeah, I think they did the Bane thing to right. tie it into the older Batman, where you know, in the '90s when they broke his back, and right. he's like yeah. comes out of retirement and all that. And but. the Joker was supposed to be in the third movie. So they originally yeah. reconceptualized oh, right. yeah. uh, the movie a little bit for that. I think that although the Riddler was a great, great both comic book and Adam West character, I think nobody understands the character and how to make it into a cinematic. You got to make him insane. I mean, like well, you really gotta, you've got to make him insane, but to make him different from the Joker, you've also got to play the riddles. Like you got to right, really yeah. have the riddles, which is kind of like more like playing chess right it's like, the thrill of getting it's the detective side of batman is yeah because he's going to figure out his riddles well that's why you just need good writers we've mentioned spider-man but we haven't given him much love yet yeah I mean, we, we haven't like the vulture i like that he was down to earth i also like that the director wanted to bring in other villains like that's one of the hard parts with these superhero movies you only have two to three hours there's famous villains yeah right. and then there's like peripheral like i would say not peripheral like comic book villains but they're not mainstream pop culture it's like most people don't know who the vulture is so in a way it's kind of a risk to make the vulture your main nemesis i was shocked to find out and i don't know why i usually catch these things too but i was shocked when uh vulture was ended up being that girl's father i did not see that, that. was a great twist yeah, I, I did not see that, that twist coming at all and a great twist makes sense the whole movie like a good twist yeah. should not be illogical. It should be like, oh my god, it's been in front of you the whole time. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, like Ares was in Wonder Woman. Yeah. But in this case, <laughs> he's, that one... He's, yeah. he's never going to let that go. No. <laughs> he's got a little crown and he's yep. going to sit on his throne. Correct. But that twist, when like in the scene with the car, when he's talking to yeah. him, it starts to dawn on you. Right. Yeah. But before the scene in the car, it never occurred to me. And I liked, I liked how he played that, too, with somebody who didn't know who Spider-Man was. Right. But... All of these things just happen to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he gets all this information at once, and he's not playing dumb. Right. He goes, "Well, this is some kind of weird coincidence." He goes, Wait a minute, this kid was supposed to be in right. Washington D.C., wasn't on the thing, <laughs> yet somehow my kids get saved. Right? Um, he was at the party, but then he left and then messed up my sale when you yes. know we're trying to sell those weapons to people. The biggest shock to me was the Vulture's costume. Actually, uh, I was expecting the green leotard with the <laughs> yeah. feathers for wings. I'm like, God, they have to update everything. What did you think of the uh, like John Hughes Homecoming teen angst? Oh, I like that angle. Of angle it. Of I was shocked that they went down a road like that right. because I thought for today's audiences, you know, it's just special effects and everything, and yeah. they just. The, I think the director got the vision of the original Peter Parker, which is yeah. the insecure nerd, yeah. you know, trying to hit on girls. Right. Yeah, right. And they kind of nailed it. I mean, they did with Tobey Maguire, too, but this one right. really... Well, this one was even nerdier. Right. Tom people... Holland nailed it. Well, okay. Some people have said it was too nerdy, that, like, 
Peter Parker's actually not that socially awkward. Oh, yes, he was okay. in the original. <laughs> yeah. Pre-Dan Brown years, he right. was. <laughs> no, I, I agree, because, you know, Andrew Garfield. I never felt bad for him as yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah, I didn't like not him. A, not, not a bad actor, but just a weird casting choice. Well, yeah. yeah well, you yeah. looked at him. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. And if this Peter Parker moved to a new but school, the, he would be that new school, good-looking kid. I wouldn't feel right. bad about him. But the amazing Spider-Man from, like, the early 90s, where they have a cool electric guitar version of yeah. the music. He's, like, college age. He has two girlfriends. He has a cool job as a reporter. He is like a science nerd, and so he's a little bit like intellectually nerdy, but he's not like massively socially awkward. Right. Um, I just, the only thing I missed from that movie was J. Jonah Jameson. Sure. <laughs> the thought is that they're going to do four spin off? No, four, four <laughs> Tom Holland movies, one for each year of high school. Really? Wow. That is what the pre plan uh, is. Yeah, I don't like that. That's a, that's a lot right there. So Scorp, uh, I, I mean, how are you going to do that? Like, the next Avenger movie comes out. They're fighting Thanos. They're splitting that off into two movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to explain that he's fighting Thanos in the Avengers, and then now he just happened to be back at high school and taking on local villains again, and then having to go right, right back to Thanos later? Right. Indeed. <laughs> or, I mean, are they just going to say, okay, this happened I, before I Thanos? I, I have not heard anything. But clearly the fact that the, that this movie, at the end, a Tony Stark brings him in to make him an Avenger, and although he kind of awkwardly doesn't know what's going on, so says, oh, this is just like a double reverse test, so I'm yeah. going to say no, so you'll make me an Avenger later, means he's not an Avenger. So I'm sure he'll be in those Thanos movies, but he won't be in those Thanos movies as an Avenger. It's basic Avenger math, Dan. Yeah. Well, if you if you've seen the trailer like right. I did that somebody leaked from Comic Con, he okay. is in the movies. Well, I, I, and he is wearing the Iron Spider suit. I, and I, spoiler, so that, sorry, I should have said that first. So that's factual, but we don't yeah. know the the question you ask. It I is, suspect the he, answer is going to have something to do with the fact that he's not an Avenger. Okay. In terms of the narrative, yet maybe it's a they bring him in or he comes in for a couple of scenes because there's trouble in New York, yeah. something like that. So, so another spoiler is the end, which. I can't believe if you haven't seen Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming, turn it off. But they bring Scorpion at the end. Right. Yeah. This is the twist. Yes. He actually is the guy from, um, he's from Better Call Saul. Oh, um, they bring in Scorpion. They bring in Scorpion, <laughs> which is another iconic character. Right? One of the Sinister Six right. that they haven't done yet. So. Which, they, they didn't do the third Andrew Garfield movie. They were supposed to, the third movie was supposed to be the Sinister Six. Oh. And that's why they... Like, so there was already have the Sinister Six be the main nemesis. Right. It was kind of already in the pipeline. So that got, I don't say recycled, but that idea kept okay. kept attached to this reboot. Well, it's amazing that these two movies alone, right. I th- feel like just completely outshined Guardians of the Galaxy. To the point to where our, we almost forgot that Guardians of the Galaxy came out this year. Actually, I didn't because I didn't see it because I didn't like the first one. <laughs> you didn't like the first one? No. Oh, wow. I really didn't. Well, I, yeah. I know I'm the only person in America that doesn't like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, I was just... I like the first one way that. more than this, the okay. second one here. I enjoyed them, but they're kind of like two-star popcorn movies to me. So I didn't think they were bad. Get some popcorn, have some laughs. Like, yeah, I didn't even know when it came eyeballs. out. It's from the Marvel comics from the 70s, yeah. right? I had my buddies like, you never read Guardians of the Galaxy yes. when you were a kid? I'm Here's like, the thing. Your, your buddies didn't either. They're just pretending like okay. they did because right. the movies came out. I was out. a DC Nobody, nerd anyway. Right. So. Me too. But I was bi. I read all the comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
For those at home, you just missed uh, Coca-Cola come out of Chris McVetta's nose when it's I said Coke that. Zero, actually. Coke Zero. They're paying me to. <laughs> yeah, so um, in. Hey, let me say before we segue a little bit, Dan Brown, the Action Comedy Nerd Show, has some live appearances coming up. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes, we do. We have Nine, coming, uh, Nine Con coming up on October 7th over at Lake Lakeland Community, Lakeland Community College. In Sorry. Kirtland, Ohio. In Kirtland, Ohio. Yes, we were there last year. We were in the theater. Hopefully, we're back in the theater again this year. We had a lot of people turn out last year. Look for updates on our Facebook page. Look for the updates. It's going to be me, uh, my co-host, the Dr. Jerry Jaffe, and... Uh, our, uh, the, the host of the show, Mr. Jesse Huber. Jesse Huber. Out of uh, Columbus and Youngstown. Uh, yeah. He's uh, the proud host that we have uh, for our shows now. Yes, excellent. Did a great job at Col- uh, Colossal Con hosting the show, too. And we're waiting for some more details, but in November we'll be in Ashtabula at the Northeast Geek Expo. Yeah, that was a lot of fun we did last year, too. Um, last year it was at the Sports Complex, I believe. Yes. Uh, we, uh, Th- this year they've expanded to two days, and they're yeah. taking over Ashtabula. Yes. It's like all over the downtown Ashtabula is going to be events. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot bigger than last year. Uh, last year we ended up doing it to a, uh, I a love handful that of people show in the bleachers. So I love that show so much. It actually was a good show. Yeah. I mean, for the sound system didn't work. The audience was in actual bleachers. We're yeah. standing on a track yeah. yelling our jokes upward towards the ceiling. Right. But they were there and they had a good yeah. time. This and, year they might just have it in a meth clinic. Yes. <laughs> So make sure you guys are checking out uh, and keep listening to the podcast. Yeah, like us on iTunes. The more stars and likes and comments we get, you know, your podcast move up in the ratings. And we do want to thank our good friend uh, Steve Smargon, who was the winner of the Clean Comedy Challenge uh, this past year. Shout out Steve Smargon. Good guy, funny comic. Very funny guy. He's the bipolar Marine. Yes, the bipolar Marine. Uh, Great job, Steve. Uh, We're glad you finally got your white whale here. uh, (laughs) I know how how much you've been chasing down that uh, that contest for a while, yes. uh, but Steve is a smart uh, smart guy, funny guy who does deserve to uh, to win yep. such an accomplishment. Um, and also, I want to shout out to our new friends who uh, uh, reached out to me, let me know that they have been listening to our podcast, and I just started listening to them. Invasion of the podcast, give them a, a chance, listen to them as well. They're about an hour long show. Very cool guys. Paul Steadman, his co host, uh, listen to them. They do uh, they do a lot of similar things that we do. Well, me, Chris, yeah. and Dan are all comic book enthusiasts yes um so we were talking a lot about wonder woman spider-man some other comic book superhero movies a few other things came up over the summer we're gonna like to shoot through a few of these uh i feel like deserving uh, at least a mention for a couple of minutes is this summer of 2017 had season seven of game of thrones yay never watched an episode oh my god oh my chris (laughs) actually actually dan here's a true story uh my friend mike who i value his entertainment opinion you know he one of those friends that you either listen to or like no right whatever recommends him i i actually value his entertainment judgment he tried to get me to watch game of thrones for years and i'm like as someone who played dungeons and dragons as a kid and loved lord of the rings i wouldn't watch it and i don't know why i always thought it was just some dungeons and dragons soap opera but Man, that's one of the best shows yes, on television. I love I heard, it. I heard next year, or maybe um, they're taking a break from next year and filming for two years from now. No, no. They just finished eight, uh, season, season seven. Seven, yeah. And they're doing seven more episodes of eight, it's, and that's the it's, it's well, I six, heard they're going to be like feature it's, length. It's though. six more episodes. Every episode will be over 80 minutes. Oh, and okay. okay. They have not announced a release date yet, but they've warned that it might be spring of 19. Wow. Because they're that's doing just what each, I read. Yeah, yeah that's not an official release date, but they have sort of signaled they're basically making six movies. 
I mean, no, so I, I appreciate think. the fandom of the Game of Thrones yeah. people. Like, I really do. Like, I, well, the people did, I work did you, with. Did you watch Chris the recent season? I just finished it. Yeah. Well, I I have as well. What were your? It's, it's gotten mixed reviews. I loved it. Right. Oh, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. For seven, only seven episodes. I thought it was great. I how agree. Many, how many episodes is it in a season? It's usually ten. It's usually ten. Okay. But they, um, as they're wrapping up the story, I don't want to say it's getting. Here's what I have to say and I cleverly posted this on Facebook over the summer for all of my Facebook friends, was Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, anytime there's a trilogy, each third has a different character. And the first movie in a trilogy has to set everything up. So if you weren't a Lord of the Rings fan, like the first hour of that movie is slow, actually. Like it's like, who the hell is this? And they're slowly meeting, and it's like right. an hour before they even get to the Elven City where they get the quest. And then it like starts to, things start to happen. And in the last installment of a trilogy, Everything has to be resolved. So from that first hour of that first movie. Well, no, I mean like the whole the mega storyline. Okay. Like the bad guys got to lose, good guys got to win, characters got to die, lovers have to be reunited. Everything has to be resolved. So it's actually like a very controlled feeling. I, I find it's like sort of claustrophobic almost. But the middle one is where they have the freedom to have fun. All the characters are in place. And important things happen, but kind of nothing important happens. Right. And in my opinion, you look at the first Star Wars trilogy, you look at the second Star Wars trilogy, you look at Lord of the Rings, the middle movie is the best, in my opinion. Oh my God, don't tell me you think Attack of the Clones is the best. Of those three? Yes, oh definitely. Oh my God, Jerry. Oh, I've opened up a can of worms. Oh, I can't one of the worst Jerry, Jerry, I'm not a massive oh. Star Wars fan, but I, I got to agree with Chris on this one. Attack I can't. of the Clones was god awful. It was uh. like a. Oh. oh, I liked Attack of the Clones. Obviously, oh that's God. a controversial choice. Whew. Setting that aside. <laughs> what, was, what was the third one? That, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith which yeah, I, I actually like that, like that one. Yeah. That, I enjoyed that more than the first one. But oh, I yeah. felt like it had that claustrophobic feeling. And I also don't like Star Wars when the bad guys are robots. And in that, because I and feel like especially one game. with emphysema. What was? <laughs> yes, there's a General, robot, and it has a, a, a emphysema, yeah. a nebulizer or something. General uh, Grievous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, that <laughs> like, hacking cough. because it becomes like video game violence, which not that I want my violence has to be gruesome, but more is at stake. Like if you're shooting a stormtrooper, you're killing someone, so it better be for a damn good reason. Right. Yeah. If you're lasering a robot, who cares? It's a machine. You've killed a toaster. Yeah. No moral quandaries involved. So I don't like. Robots as bad guys in movies like that. Right. But Game of Thrones has a similar dynamic. The first two seasons... Is robots with emphysema? No, but <laughs> that, that, that could be the coming twist in the final season. It's, they're introducing the characters, and they're putting the story into motion. Then the middle three seasons, there's all kinds of adventures and characters and cool stuff happens. And now season seven and the next season has to wrap everything up. And most of the criticism I heard for season seven, which maybe there's criticism to be had, but to me it all points to that. Like they got to get characters together. They got to have start certain killing fights. Killing off the supporting yes. characters that are yes. to get down to the core nucleus yes. of, of the. So yes, characters. the the timeline and the geography line of the seventh season is wacky if you think about it. Yeah. Someone will say, "I'm going to go meet somebody who's on the other side of the world." And the next episode, or next scene even, they're talking to each other. Right, they're there. But with the but, extended storytelling, you're always going to get that. Right. Like but it, it, I think that's what you're saying. I, I Yes. And, and which is why I'm saying... Today people are it, jumping... Yeah. It didn't bother me. Yeah. Because I, I 
can feel like the momentum and this is building. So they got to get to there and they got to get to there. And right. these two people have to They're meet. wrapping it up, Jerry. They're yes. wrapping it up. You can see like there's less characters now because characters have been mm-hmm. killed off over the years. Right. They're getting rid so of the supportive ones. It's claustrophobic. Like the walls are closing in and the story is like being wrapped up. And I will say I agree with you. I, I agree. Even pointing at little things that you can always criticize, I enjoyed season seven a lot. Hmm. I did. I, I thought it was great. And I... I actually didn't get almost didn't get past season one. I had to go back after I watched the first three or yep. four seasons on DVD and go back because I'm like, who's this character? Absolutely. There are so many families and characters, and it's like, I'm like, wait, they're brother and sister? They're sleeping together? How, how did that happen? Right. Like, you almost forget that by season three. Right, right. right. Yeah, and season two, like season one has a kind of a main storyline. It's almost like a mystery, like a detective. Right. And then season two, Dan, and Amos hasn't watched it yet, introduces a whole bunch of new characters and locations that it's almost discombobulating. You're like, I, what, what about all the stuff I just watched? Or who yeah. are all these new people? And then in season three, all these people are like fighting and arguing. And I will agree with Chris that somewhere in season three or four, you have to go back and just rewatch everything right. to like double check who everybody is. But then the writing gets so good and the dialogue is, is just... Excellent. And I think that's what draws in the mainstream people because I, you know, it's like, oh, Game of Thrones yeah. is Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. It's a soap opera. But yep. the writing and the acting and the characters are fantastic. All right. Well, we've come to the coming to the end. So before we finish, what are your last thoughts about any of this past summer? I want to go back to Game of Thrones. Yes. And it just hit me. Do we have any predictions of how it's going to end? Because there's only what you said it right. seven episodes left. Six seven. six six episodes. Are okay, the final season. The final season is underway what? filming. Where well, does this take? Where does Game of Thrones take place? Westeros. Like, is it like a made, made it's a, up? It's a made up world, like Middle okay. Earth, but it's Westeros. Yes, it's Westeros, and then there's some things around it. Unless it's main... like Planet of the Apes, where they find the you know Statue of Liberty in the last <laughs> episode. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit, it's been Earth all along. Um, well, Dan hasn't watched it, so this is you and me for the next minute. First of all. I do not believe, these are all predictions, I don't have any background information or research, well, his, but I do not think da- uh, Daenerys can win. Okay. And the reason is, in the first episode, Dan, mm-hmm. in the first season, Ed Stark, who's like Lord of the North, takes his sons out to show him that he's going to execute somebody. And you, you learn the moral code of the family, which is the man who passes the sentence must carry out the justice. And throughout the whole series, there's, it, all, it always comes up a couple times every season, someone will sentence somebody to death and they'll be executed. And during up at this point, of the characters who are still alive, Daenerys has sentenced people to death a couple of times. She's never done it herself. She always has like an executioner do it. So I don't think she can be. I, I use that as my litmus test. And of the characters who are left alive, Jon Snow is the only character who carries out executions himself. See, that's so n- neat and tidy. I mean, I yeah, you thinking it's, it's this, too obvious, like, right? Especially for Game of Thrones. Like, what if the, like the White Walkers just kill everybody? Yes, and it's. It, a, it, I mean, aren't you thinking they got to go for something like it has off also, the charts? It, it has been. Uh, this is sort of like a you know fans' internet rumor, not anything like from the writers right. or from George R. R. Martin. Is that a, Jon Snow has to die, saving, like, Jon Snow and the Night King have to, like, die somehow together, like, right. you know, in the volcano or something. It has been suggested that in terms of saving the world, that Bran is actually the superhero. 
Yeah, that's kind of obvious though too, I think. Right. I, to be honest, I was wondering going into the current season, this is a little bit of a spoiler if you're not caught up on the series, and sorry, Dan. No, that's okay. There was a while I was thinking that actually Littlefinger might actually end up. Because he was the one who was like really playing chess more than anyone, you know, right, like moving right. pieces around. It actually occurred to me in season six that he was actually on a trajectory, like a to get circuitously, secretly. Because so if you're looking for a dark horse, right, not one of the two or three most obvious people. Well, would you think Tyrion Lannister is the dark horse or obvious? No, I don't think he's a. I think he's an interesting choice because he's like neither of those things. Right. He's someone who would seem right if he was the winner, but he's always the advisor or the second or something. I also feel like in the last two seasons, his character has lost his way. Right. Like he's not a, he doesn't seem like a major character anymore. Well, they've got to wrap it up with him and Cersei. I mean, he's got to be the one in Officer, I think. All the fans are betting on Jamie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Jamie's going to make it to the end. Although he, well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. But. Um, well, I was wondering, you said Tyrion, about Jamie as the dark horse. Because he's, his character has been on one of the most interesting moral journeys. Like, John has been on the hero's journey, right, like right, going on right. quests and becoming more powerful and turning into the sort of right. the king, the Aragon type character. Whereas Jamie's been on a moral, like, he's already like a prince and a mighty warrior and a mighty general, but his story arc has been all moral development. Right. And so, in a way. Yeah, because he's more of the pretty boy hero. More, I mean, even more than Jon Snow, right. I think. But so the Maggie, Who's boinking a sister, by the way. Well, as Jamie Lannister <laughs> did. No, Jon Snow is boinking his aunt. Yeah, I didn't see that. Now, see, how is that possible? I thought they were the same age. When that twist came, I'm like, no, but it's the, what are they, elves or something? <laughs> no, Daenerys was a newborn baby during Robert's Rebellion, and she had two brothers. The king, well, she had three brothers, the brother who escaped with her as a baby. But back in Westeros, she had two brothers. No, her father was the king. That's where I'm getting screwed up. Her right. father was the, the mad king, king. The mad king. And she had another brother, her older brother, who loved Lyanna Stark. Oh, I thought that was her original brother from before that set her up with Drago. No, he was only like two or three years old when she was born. Oh. And the two of them escaped to Essos. Yeah, this doesn't sound like a soap opera at all, does it? <laughs> yeah, you're really Set ready to, to, to sink your teeth into this. Uh, Nerd. Nerd, yes. <laughs> so Sue Ellen's sister shot JR, is that right? <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I'm so old. Right. So it was her older brother that eloped with Lyanna Stark and made a baby, a secret baby. And the secret baby is John. And if you're listening to this, haven't been caught up to Game of Thrones, and you just, like, the whole seven seasons were just ruined right, for you. Right, <laughs> Okay, so we talked a little bit more about eight, uh, about Game of Thrones. Quick answer. What are you looking forward to in the upcoming fall movies, holiday movies? Not Thor, Justice League. Justice League. Justice League. Not I'm listening Justice Chris League. McVetta. Thor, Star Wars. I am looking forward to Thor. I am looking forward to I've Justice League. I've got to look forward to Star Wars. Yeah. Star Even Wars, yeah. The Force Awakens. Actually, I loved Rogue One better than The Force Awakens. I agree. I haven't seen I Rogue One was... yet. Rogue One oh, is... Rogue I, One have, I know it's on Netflix. It's my time. third favorite Star Wars movie after the first one and the second one. Oh, okay. Star not, Wars, not Return Empire of Strikes Back. Because of, Ewok. You mean, uh, because you of mean, the Ewoks, say it. The, the Ewoks fucking were, Ewoks ruined Return of the Jedi. They, they were a problem. You mean A New Hope. 
Don't get me started on A New Hope either. A New Hope, That movie's yeah. called Star Wars. No, it's right. called Star Wars A New Hope. No. no, A New Hope would be a movie starring. <laughs> <laughs> no one even knew what A New Hope was, was. when it first right. came out. It was like, what the hell does that mean? Episode no, Sandra four. Sandra Bullock returns yeah. home to take care of her mother with Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a movie called A New Hope I'd watch that Star Wars movie too. Sandra Bullock? Oh, yes. Yeah the, yeah, the Ewoks were supposed to be Wookiees. Right. And they couldn't afford it. I thought it was a merchandising thing where they wanted the toys. I thought that because Wookiees are seven feet tall and they needed an army of them. And this was before CGI, so they have to build every Wookiee suit. Oh. And also... I thought he, George Lucas was selling out for Ewok toys, but... And also, they have a, a weapon which destroys planets. And the thing which is preventing them from destroying the planet is another planet. <laughs> huh. fucking blow up the first planet and then blow up the second planet right. what are you waiting for I will say this I want to see this in Justice League but to, it did he, have Admiral Akbar though he it, wasn't in any of the, the first two movies no, was he? he had Admiral Akbar it's a trap yeah and they had the the um, Mark Hamill Luke Skywalker Darth Vader their big uh, the, and, and the, the Emperor, emperor. Yeah. oh the Emperor came I love that so. stuff Completely love that. He knows stuff. how to chew up some scenery, the Emperor. But I'm telling you, that's still number four. I'm putting. I Rogue agree with one. you. With the, the, it should have. I always wanted it to be a water world anyway. I right. thought it, if it wasn't Chewie's home planet of Wookiees, mm -hmm. then they should have done a water world for yep. three. Because the forest of Endor was just like really. Right, they went to Northern more, California, right, filmed yeah. some <laughs> redwoods. <laughs> yeah. So I like actually the opening sequence right. needs credit too with Jabba. <laughs> Offing Java, yeah, that whole thing I I loved. You know what I will and the tell the emperor stuff, but the I've, middle stuff was. was I've come to enjoy that like first, almost like a prologue, or it's not really a first act, but that first sequence. Right. But when I first saw it, and again I was a senior in high school because a bunch of my friends skipped school that day to go to the first showing. Right. It was our senior you got skip lay day. Got in the slave yeah. suit. But when I first saw it. I was disappointed they just dispatched Jabba the Hutt so quickly. Like I thought he could have been a more interesting character to integrate into the story. I'm just saying somehow. And so it just seemed to me like they like, well, we took care of that. Now let's get on with the movie. Yeah. But going back and watching it now, I enjoy those sequences more than the first time. Right. It's the whole, and it's the beginning of the whole Luke as a Jedi badass. Right. You know, comes in like yes. laughing at him and like, yes. yeah, we're going to kick your ass. And then he's, you know, got his whole plan of basically putting a lightsaber inside of our <laughs> I will say Cutting uh, everyone down. the first two Thor movies to me were like two star. They're okay. I didn't hate them. Watch like one timers eating popcorn. And I know that Chris Hemsworth uh, wanted Hulk in the new Thor movie. Like he wanted Hulk to be in the new Thor movie. And I think that is what is well, going Iron to make Man it. Was, it should have been Spider-Man and Iron Man homecoming. And the whole half the movie was Spider-Man Spider and, and Iron Man and Tony yeah. Stark. It's yeah. like... One more scene of Iron Man, it would have been an Iron Man movie instead of a Spider-Man. I don't know. I really thought Iron Man should have been in most of the, you know. You know oh, I, mean? I enjoyed he it. He should have been in, in the Hulk movie. But it's just he showing you, in... like, hey, let's just cross everybody. I mean, uh, yeah. Captain America Civil War was the Avengers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, just call it what it is. I mean, it's just, it's just say Marvel, a Marvel Comics movie. Well, they call it the, the, the Marvel Extended <laughs> The yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. They make good it. movies. It's just, you know. All right. Like Justice yeah. League. Justice League. And uh, Man Batman's going to step on something. He's going to be like, oh, I stepped in some shit. And it's just going to be a Lego Batman. Oh, no. He's. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh... <laughs>
Lego Batman yeah. is really when, funny. When Go Batman movies start making fun of Lego Batman movies, we'll have come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Lego Batman was making fun of uh, Superman can versus I, Batman. Can I tell you That's the, how highbrow Lego Batman is, people. Go watch it. <laughs> the one thing I always wanted to see in, in these new series of Batman movies is... Just Riddler. one of those. I do want to see Riddler. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to see like a cameo because we don't get to see those in, in the DC universe at all. Um, I wanted to see, and unfortunately, we won't ever get a chance to do it. Where like they're Bruce Wayne's walking through a store, and Adam West is like on a chair reaching for something, mm-hmm. and Christian Bale's like, "Grandpa, come on, get down from there, come on!" <laughs> and he's like, "Dad, help us out!" And then Michael Keaton comes by and helps get Adam West right. off the chair. Like, let something no, that wouldn't be dark enough for the DC movies. Right. <laughs> I, I like the dark DC movies. Uh, I, I do think there could be uh, some light. Well, that's you know, where, but you know, when they in the um, um, Suicide Squad. No, I was going to say the Superman movie when yeah. they were fighting and destroying Metropolis slash New York. Yeah. Um, that was Adam West's hand sticking out of the rubble. That was the Adam <laughs> West cameo. <laughs> I still say the first two Superman, Superman and Superman 2 were the best Superman movies ever with Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves, sure. Absolutely. He had freaking Mario Puzo who wrote The Godfather wrote the screenplay for the original Superman. Right. Think about that. Yeah. I think, I think, and I do love the first two Superman movies. They're classics, but they're not... If you were to take those movies and like put them out today... Oh, I know. Like, oh, they're dated. Is, they're um, movies yeah. of their time. All the riddling, yeah. riddled kids would be like... Oh, I think I think it was this? Kevin Smith who explained it like this. Like Those movies are like Beatles songs, where you yeah. listen to them, you have that nostalgia oh, that's a good feeling. Analogy. But they're not... Damn that Kevin Smith. Why yeah, is he yeah. always so clever? Compared to you know Man of Steel, which was like a Metallica song. Right. Superman's gonna punch you in the face. Punch, right. punch, 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 punch. Take some more Riddlin kids. Enjoy Man of Steel. No, I thought this would have gave Man of Steel a little more heart. Was if you know, like after Clark Kent like throws the the logs through the the guy's truck who was being a douche to him. Yeah. It, they cut to him and he's just walking down the street. Imagine if he was like kind of smiling, had a little bit of a a, a, a jump in his step and everything. He's like, yeah, what I did was pretty cool, huh? You know that that would have gave it a little more. <laughs> Lightness right. it would have showed like, hey, this guy can smile. He is, you know, capable right. of having a good time. I do think, and again, uh, we've talked about it before. As a movie, Suicide Squad to me is terrible. I mean, I think it's like again, you know what? Enjoyed watching it once as a stupid action movie, but talk about plot holes and things that don't make sense happening. Yes, and almost like every scene doesn't make sense. Anyway, that was the movie they could have done more of the fun stuff. That they could have had cameos. That they could have had more inside jokes. That's why I like the Ant Man. The problem with that was yeah, that, that movie, was a fun movie. As much as fun stuff as they could have had in it, right? That movie was supposed to be the darkest, grittiest one, right? And it was set up, and then Batman vs Superman got shit on for so right. much for being so dark. That Warner Brothers had to go to the drawing boards again, and like, and, oh well, maybe if we lighten it up, and it, I think the the way they lightened that movie up was what horror made it terrible. Harlequin is a psycho with a bat. Why is she a metahuman? It doesn't make sense. You don't need to put her in a special security hole in the swamp somewhere. Yeah. She's just a crazy girl. Give her some Thorazin and just put her in a hospital or something. I don't know why she's, like everyone else is a I metahuman. Mean, she's a crazy lady with a bat. Yeah, but she hurts a lot of people. She's a very violent, crazy lady with a bat. She's a crazy clown. Yeah. I mean, with a bat. They had her fall into the vat of chemicals, but even that they didn't say, look, now you have superhuman speed or something. Like, she is just crazy. She doesn't fit the rest of the Suicide Squad, except but she is she's a fan favorite. Well, you couldn't do it without her, of course. 
But it's just oh, yeah, with, one of the many things in the movie. I that, think you could have done it without her and just had Will Smith be the main villain, and that movie would have. Will Smith? Yeah, Will Smith was Deadshot? a Deadshot. You mean as, as opposed to the Joker being the main villain? Well, the Joker wasn't the villain. That oh, was, that's the problem. No, that's the problem. The Joker wasn't the main villain in that movie at all. The right. Joker was actually one of the good guys trying to get one of the characters that you want to cheer for to safety. Yes. Which is fucked up because in a couple right. movies from now, hopefully, we're supposed to be like, yeah, this guy we were cheering for, we now want him dead or we want him caught. Right. And it, it doesn't work. Sorry. Right. Well, that's because it's all anti-heroes. The movie's nothing, Suicide Squad is nothing but bad guys. There's, there's no yeah. good guys in that movie, so... But Deadshot, I mean, as bad of a guy as he is, Which he's is never... Must, he's a mercenary. Captain Flag. He could have been the one good guy in the movie, because in the comic books, he's a good guy. I mean, yeah. the comic book Captain Flag would not have said, oh, well, you're killing a bunch of people on my team, to... I can't think of her name now, because we didn't... Amanda Wallace. Yes. Yeah. We're taking valuable time away from discussing The Last Jedi. I just want to make a note of that. <laughs> well, we'll talk about The Last Jedi again in when the uh, holiday movie season is over, and we'll see what we thought about it. Okay. Yeah. We would like uh, to have no your... No love for the definitely trailer. Definitely have you on though. there. No, I, I enjoy the trailer, actually. I'm, I'm excited to see that movie. It remains for me, your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, to thank my co-host, Dan Brown. Director Dan Brown. And our guest, Director Chris McVetta. Uh, the Lost prequel, you can find it on YouTube. <laughs> okay. And on Twitter at Critically McVeigh. Lost prequel. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we'll see you at NyanCon and the Northeast Geek Expo. Sounds good. Right, Goodbye, everybody. Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Reboot the universe. Come, on. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show. Comedy Nerd Show.